So are you resisting that power? I think our first instinct as a believer is to say, absolutely not. I believe in that. You know, that's the kind of truth that makes us want to raise a hand and give an amen. But raising a hand and shouting an amen and even getting goosebumps isn't a sign of surrendering to the Spirit of God. I'm Susan Beth, and you are listening to the She Is Podcast, where we talk about living life intentionally and about trusting that the desires you have deep within you are there for a reason. I believe that the creator of the universe put those desires within you and that they are pathways to your purpose. My desire is that this would be a space that encourages you to lean in and to hear the whispers of the divine and that you would be reminded of things that I honestly believe you already know, that you, my friend, are here for a reason. So if you're here for more conversations in that kind of space, welcome. Let's go. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to share a message that I received from someone that has started the She Is Awakening Spring Journal. And this one is especially special to me because it comes from a student, a beautiful young lady in high school. And for those of you that don't know, my husband and I served in youth ministry for many years before planting a church. And then for many years after planting the church, I organized and helped lead the youth and student age. So this age, as well as young adults, has always and still does have a front row seat in my heart. So when I received this message, all of the effort of putting this journal together and out into the world surpassed being worth it for me. So the message read, Miss Susan, I just wanted to say thank you for coming out with this journal. It came at the perfect time and I can really feel God and his presence more. And I just wanted to say thank you from the bottom of my heart because I have felt very distant from him more than ever. And it has already made such an impact. Oh, makes my heart smile. This was, and it continues to be my prayer with these seasonal journals, that it would be a transformational tool in lives as it helps guide people in getting still to know and communicate with the God that made them. So if you haven't grabbed yours yet, you can find an Amazon link in the show notes to get one. And I also want to mention to those of you that already have yours, If you could go to Amazon and leave a rating and review, I would be so grateful because it's It's so helpful when people are searching for something and they want to make sure on what they're receiving. I don't know about you, but when I'm shopping on Amazon and I'm not sure of what I'm getting and, and want to just make sure, I will read sometimes all of the reviews just to make a decision. So that's super important. And I know that's taking some time out of your life, but I would super appreciate it if you could take the time to do that. It would really mean a lot and be super, super helpful for others to find this book. So thank you for that. I mentioned in an episode either at the end of 2022 or at the start of this year that more than ever, I was feeling challenged and really convicted to share more of the things that I talk about with God and write about and talk about the with people closest to me. 
And I think I've always been pretty vulnerable when I share here, but there's deeper levels that as I shared now feels like I'm being disobedient to keep those things to myself. And honestly, it's been a process, but this last decade for sure, I have I've found more freedom in my identity in Christ. And honestly, I'm just not interested in showing up as anything other than who he designed and created me to be. And some of those ways of being is a deep thinker and feeler. And for many years, I felt burdened by those facts, always feeling too intense and too much. And to be honest, I felt too much for myself a lot of times. And I can see now that the struggle and the feeling burdened by these things were because I was trying to control the expression of those things instead of surrendering all of my ideas and what that should look like and trusting the God who knit me together. So instead of those parts of me feeling like a burden or a weakness now, they feel like a superpower. And I talk a lot about how a lot of our pain and struggle comes from resistance, resisting a different outcome than what we desire, resistance to a different way of experiencing or doing something other than the way that we are familiar with and are comfortable with. So many opportunities to experience resistance in our lives. And I'll just speak for myself, but living from a place of resistance affects all of those around you. And I think it would be the opposite of living from a place of peace. And you and I were designed to live from a a place of peace and love. And that doesn't mean that things in your world are all loving and peaceful, but it means that the core essence of who we are, you know, the spirit within our bodies that is eternal and as believers is made alive in Christ, that spirit has the ability to supernaturally rise above fear or lack depression, or any circumstance that you might find yourself in. Scripture tells us that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. So are you resisting that power? I think our first instinct as a believer is to say, absolutely not. I believe in that. You know, that's the kind of truth that makes us want to raise a hand and give an amen. But raising a hand and shouting an amen and even getting goosebumps isn't a sign of surrendering to the Spirit of God. Now, I'm not talking about salvation here, but Jesus called people to follow him. So I'm talking about walking out this life of faith in and out of every season. I love this passage from Galatians 5, um, found in the message. It says, But what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives, much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. I've been reminded these past few weeks, spending time in the She is Awakening journal of why this practice has always been so meaningful to me. 
And I often say God longs to speak to us. So are we creating the space and intentionally listening for his voice? And what's interesting to me is that it doesn't always happen in the moments when I've gotten still and I'm reading and writing and praying and listening. It's as oftentimes those moments are posturing our hearts and our lives to be awake, to see and to hear God speaking in our lives. And I can see that within me in these past couple of weeks, several times I have heard that still small voice when praying and journaling and just as many times I've heard it while I was driving down the road and just in my everyday activities. It's like it's a continuation of a conversation that I started earlier with God. You know, it reminds me of the scripture that talks about praying without ceasing, which can sound impossible to do when we hear that, but it's really not. Prayer is a lifestyle. Yes, there are times when we set aside to spend undistracted and uninterrupted uninterrupted time in prayer, but prayer is you and I communicating, which includes speaking and listening with our Creator, which can happen anytime and anywhere, which is pretty amazing when you think about it. One of the reasons that this praying without ceasing is so important is that we are just constantly bombarded with information. And if all we are doing is taking in all of that information and opinions that we are hearing and that we're seeing all around us, then we are most definitely going to be affected in our lives. But when we are intentional about bringing our lives and our thoughts to God at specific times, as well as being mindful of his presence all throughout our days, then we are allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth over our favorite news person or influencer. You know, these people, they can be wonderful. I have my favorites too, but they are human just like you and I are. And so they're going to miss it at times. So even in my sharing here, I try to always remind you that I am sharing from my personal experience, and my goal is to always point you back to hearing from God for yourself. I've mentioned before how I always feel a little hesitancy in talking about specifics when I'm sharing about journaling and connecting with God, because I'm sharing out of how He made me and how He is going to connect with you. He's going to do that in ways that fill you up and strengthen you. But I do share them, not as a rule for you to follow, but hopefully to encourage and to speak to the desire within you to connect to God. I mentioned being reminded of why this practice has become such an important part of my life. And honestly, it always blows me away. And it just feels so supernatural when I can see God speaking so clearly to my spirit. As I mentioned, I was moving through the first weeks of the spring journal, and as I was spending time being still one morning and writing, as I write, a lot of times it can be a mix of prayers and thoughts, and I'm not writing it out for anyone to read, so I try not to be overly concerned with how it's coming out, you know, grammatically, or if it's pretty to look at. I'm just writing as I'm having thoughts. And so as I was writing, I was expressing on the pages what I was feeling within me that past week, you know, I just felt these stirrings of, of new life and, you know, kind of like those stirrings of new life that rumbling underneath, you know, hard winter soil, you know, 
dying to just press through. And I was feeling these rumblings within me. You know, I thought this creative energy that felt like it wanted to be released. So because of this, um, I, I tried to take moments throughout my day to put my hand to something, you know, not with the intention of creating something for someone, but um, simply just to play and, you know, for the act of just simply creating. And it's really been life-giving. And because over the past few months, they, you know, my days have been filled more with, you know, computer work, post-production work with publishing the journal and just getting it out into the world. And so as I continue to write and was expressing the pull of creating that I was feeling, I wrote a sentence um, asking God to show me or confirm his pleasure in what I was putting my hand to. Now, it wasn't those exact words, but you get the point of what I'm saying. But immediately as I finished that thought, I began writing, I'm sorry, God, you have already done that. You know, I felt I felt it even as I was writing out that request to God that it was coming from really a place of doubt and unbelief and coming from a, a place of old thinking because I'm constantly renewing my mind to truth. I knew as soon as I was writing it that I was not being truthful in what I was asking of him. And, and that's what's great about the Holy Spirit. He will do that. He will lead us and guide us into all truth. And so as I, as I continue to process that out about why our natural tendency as humans is to long for validation, when, as I often say, our waking up and breathing today is validation that we are here for a reason. And you might be saying, I'm confused, Susan. That sounds like a good thing of you to be asking God to confirm what you're putting your hand to in this season. And to that, I would say yes and no. You know, it is a good thing to ask that, but he's already confirmed that to me over and over in this season. So the request wasn't coming from this truth that I already know, but it was coming out from an insecurity in my flesh. You know, kind of like when you're in a relationship with someone and you ask, do you really love me? Are you sure you love me? Because you're just wanting to be reassured, reassured of what they have told you. And I had the thought how hurt I would feel if my husband or my kids asked me that question because they weren't sure of that truth. And so after I'd written that, my mind actually immediately went to Eve and I, I wrote her name in caps on my page because I could see the similarities of my struggle with hers that day when she stood in the garden that God had provided for her having access to everything that she needed to thrive, yet something within her humanity caused her to doubt that fact and to reach for something else. God is growing me to stand on the truth of who He is in my life. He is my identity that everything else flows from. So this definitely felt like some weeds being pulled from the soil in my heart in this season. And for that, I'm grateful. So I just want to remind you today that you are so loved, friend. The creator of the world sees you. He sees you today, and he cares enough to help you spring clean in your life in this season. And my prayer for all of us today is that we will continue to create the space to allow him to do just that. I love you guys, and we'll talk soon. Hey, you. Thanks for listening. 
And if you would like to connect more, head over to SusanBeth.com and sign up and you will be one of the first to find out about anything new. Plus, there's a special free download available just to say thanks. If something in this episode did speak to you, would you do me a favor and share it with a friend that you think it might resonate with as well? And until next time, keep showing up in the world just as God purposed you to do. Because you being you is exactly what we all need.